guys. Good morning. Um, as, uh, as Wayne was sharing with you just a little bit ago, today is our influence fair. And what I want to do is talk to you about what this thing actually is and why we do it to begin with. Now, here at Fellowship of Faith, we have all kinds of ministries going on. Some are in service to this church body. Some are in service to our community, and some are even in service globally or internationally. But in all these ministries, every given week, it is mind-boggling how much time and effort has to be invested for them to continue on. Let me give you a couple examples of how this plays. Right now, we have slightly over 200 people who volunteer in some capacity at Fellowship of Faith. On any given Sunday, we will have anywhere from 40 to 50 volunteers in this building giving of their time to make this kind of thing happen. And so much of this goes unrealized because so much is behind the scenes. But let me just give you a, a, a cross-section by talking about that Sunday morning experience alone. This morning you saw a band. Every single one of them were volunteers. They came here Thursday night, gave a few hours of their night. They came here 6.30 this morning to sound check, to warm up, to do all the kind of praying and preparing that they do, and then they'll be here till about 12.15 when we've long gone home or off to eat, right? They're supported in the back behind that booth by techs who are running our lights and who are running our screens and who are trying to modulate and control sound and do those kinds of things. Now, when you came in this morning or when you go out, you probably, like, went to the important place, right? And uh, gotten that food line over there, which of course is supported by another army of volunteers who are here often at seven o'clock in the morning making coffee and grinding it up so you get that fresh brewed kind of smell and that fresh brewed taste and setting out everything and cutting up the desserts. And of course, all the food that you're eating is donated by another crew of volunteers who have sometime during the week, hopefully not earlier in the week as opposed to later in the week, took painstaking efforts to bake those goods and bring them in so we can enjoy them today. Now, as you came in today, you were probably handed things like bulletins or you were greeted at the doors and there's people going around that are going to be helping with communion and, and passing offering plates and attending to the thousand and one behind the scenes needs that go on. And supporting that group is the children's ministry. And some of you may have your little guys back there um, so you can worship in here, shall we say, more freely this morning. And that, too, is run by an army of volunteers, which, of course, when we hit the school year, expands four or five-fold to include all of our older children ministry and student ministry as well. And this doesn't even begin to count the people who mowed the lawn this week so the property stays nice, who are doing all the administrative behind-the-scenes bookworks to keep us up to snuff on that, running discipleship groups and a thousand other things that I could mention. We started as a staff in prepping for this today, trying to count the hours that are put in to any given week at Fellowship of Faith. And we gave up. We just flat gave up because as we kept counting and trying to estimate the amount of time that people were pouring in, it was staggering. 
literally hundreds of hours a week from literally hundreds of people. Helping this church realize what we believe God is trying to do in this little corner of the world in us and through us. And i got to be straight up. I have these moments where I step back. Do you ever do a job and go, at the end of the day, was it worth it? You know, maybe you did some remodeling project. And you see the final product and you're like, I put that much in for this? You have that? Come on, we can be straight, right? You've had those moments? Have you ever been at work spinning your wheels on something? It's like out of the movie Office Space or something like that, right? And you're like, I'm investing all of this energy, and it's not just time, right? It's the emotional energy. Investing all this energy, and what's there to show for it? i got to be straight. True confession time for me. I live on five acres, which is way too much land for anyone to own and take care of, all right? One of my favorite things to do, believe it or not, is mow the lawn. It takes me three hours. Here's the reason why. Because when it's done, I know it's done. And I can see the fruit of my labor when I walk away. But in church world... It's the farthest thing from the truth. Hundreds of people investing hundreds of hours, and it is so easy to step back or walk away. And, and, and what is the point of all of this? I mean, we know it honors God, yes, we know the right answers, but really, is it worth the effort? There's a uh, there was a student ministry volunteer that I used to work with at a, a church prior to when I was serving here at Fellowship of Faith. And he said something once, and it struck me as utterly profound. He did not mean to be quote-worthy, but I've been quoting him ever since. And here's his line. When it comes to the church at large, we tend to come up with mountains of tripe just to satisfy ourselves. Does it ever feel that way? More pointedly, does it ever feel that way in your personal life, as though you're just heaping up mountains of busy work, spinning your wheels, going, what the heck? What the heck is the point of it all? When I see the time, the energy, the frustrations that people embrace freely and willingly, you got to ask those questions now and again. To ask them is to be human. Because serving in a church is no easy thing. To pour yourself into something and not see the fruit. To give you your time and wonder if anyone notices or anyone even cares. To think that all the energy you gave to make it just right and you're so excited and you're ready to launch and then no one comes. Or they come and... <sighs> or talk to the children's ministry volunteers. They come and you spend 45 of your 55 minutes together trying to rein in behavioral issues. You know what I mean? It is a hard dirty, frustrating job. 
and it begs the question, why do we do it? And I have an answer for you today. And it's an answer that I need to remind myself of on occasion, one that I think might be a point of healthy reminder for us as a body today. Why do we do it? Because at the end of the day, it matters. At the end of the day, it actually makes a difference. There's a a passage I want to share with you, one that I love. It comes from the prophet Isaiah, and I shared it with you last week, but it says this, As the rain and snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, God says, so is the word that comes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. That for whatever reason, in somehow and in some way, when we invest ourselves in the work that God has for us in this planet, something happens. It matters. It makes a difference. And the fascinating thing I've seen with snow and rain is that you rarely see the immediate effect of what it does to the crops that you're trying to nourish. Instead, it's a long-term game, isn't it? That through a methodical watering and soaking, despite the fact that you can't even see it, things begin to happen. And God makes you a promise He says, when you serve, when you give of your time and energy and frustration, God's work, God's will, God's word, it goes out. And it goes out through you. And things happen. And it makes a difference. Why God puts it into our hands That way, oftentimes making a bigger mess of it and bumbling through it more than we get it right, why he does that, I don't know. But that's how God rolls. And he invites us to be a part of what he's trying to do in the lives of other people and and, and in this world. And says, through you, I will make an impact. I will make a difference. I like the second part of this. It says, instead of the thorn bush, the pine tree will grow, and instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. I think of Eden, that story back from Genesis chapter 3 in the beginning, when God made the heavens and the world and he made them not just good, but he made them very good according to his plan, functioning according to his will. And everything was just, you know, it was there. And then humanity makes a mess of it. And what happens is thorns begin to grow. Literally, but make it broader than that. 
Briars begin to infest the land. The weeds of this world begun to come up and life no longer functioned as it was originally intended to be. What strikes me amazing about this passage is that God says through you and me, he's reversing the curse. He's restoring his creation. He is going to bring it back to the way it is supposed to be through the very people, you and me who bungled it to begin with. That's what God invites us into. Messed up, weak, confused, self-serving, poorly motivated people like you and me to do his work in this world. And he says, despite it all, through you, I will be an influence I will make a difference. And that's why we do this thing called Influence Fair. It's our way of inviting you not into some game that we call Fellowship of Faith. It's our way of inviting you to find out what God is trying to do in you and through you in this world. Now, there's a couple people who are going to come forward this morning, uh, and I've asked them to share with you, people who volunteer here at Fellowship of Faith, and I've just been asking a few, why do you do it? And what they're going to do this morning is share with you why they do it. Now, I'm going to invite you all up at once. So, Brown family, if you'd come up, Jenny, if you'd come up, and, and Kim, if you would come on up, I'd appreciate it. And I just invite you to uh, welcome them this morning and encourage them on as they, uh, as they share. You're good. What we're going to do is just I'm going to ask uh, you to share um, your, your name, where you're serving, how long you've been serving, and why you do it, Okay. All right, I'm Kimberly Batts. I serve in the rack. I teach fourth and fifth graders every Sunday about the Bible. Um, and I started doing it because I thought it would be a better way for me to get to know God and his word. Because if you can teach it, then you know it, generally. Um, and I continue doing it, even though I realize I just don't know everything about it. <laughs> I continue doing it every Sunday because... I think it's amazing to watch the way that these kids connect to the word and bring the word into their lives. And it just, it brings me a little bit closer to God every Sunday when I talk to them about it. My name is Matt Brown. This is my wife, Jessica. We've been coming to Fellowship of Faith for just under a year and um, started volunteering with Boulder Student Ministries uh, actually at the beginning of the last Influence Fair. We stopped by the table and signed up. Um, so a lot of reasons why we volunteer. One of the big ones is that we very much feel like uh, God calls us to volunteer in our church community. This community um, at Fellowship of Faith has done such a great job supporting us that we uh, feel the need to give back and support others um, in this community. And one of the things, um, we're, we feel like we're called to use our gifts, and so we both feel like we have gifts um, loving on students and building relationships with them and getting to teach them about Jesus. So it's not just that we're called to serve, but God calls us to use our gifts to glorify him. So this is a way we're able to do that. 
And it's super fun. We love the people that we've gotten to know, and not just the people that we're serving with, but the people that, that we're serving. The students are awesome here at Fellowship of Faith. Um, they're a lot of fun. Um, and so, to be frank, we come to have a good time, and it's a great way to go deeper with the community. So forgive me because I'm a teacher and I um, like to talk a lot, so I will try not to make this too long. Um, but I started volunteering, my name is Jenny, and I started volunteering at the coffee house as a barista in March, I think. Um, and for all the reasons that, um, I, I was a, a barista in college years ago, and so it was nice to, to have a little fun and, and do something that I haven't done in a while. Um, but for all the reasons that we volunteer, um, I met great some great new people, and I feel a little more connected because I'm meeting some new people, um, and that's all great. Um, but if I'm going to be really honest, um, the the time volunteering right now is like just not great. Meaning I don't feel like I have the time um, for three reasons specifically right now. It's um, I'm volunteering today, and um, it's the start of a school year. I'm teaching. Um, just started last week, and uh, my um, the, the mental engagement that it takes to get through the beginning of a school year, if you can imagine if you're, um, <laughs> if you are an accountant, your busy time is probably, you know, just before April 15th. Well, this is like our Super Bowl right now. And um, so that is taking up a bunch of my mental capacity right now. And I have two little ones that are really needy and can't really do much for themselves right now. Um, and they're homesick today with a very contagious virus, so that is all put on my husband to take care of them while I'm here today and this morning for those, you know, extra four hours. And then on top of that, um, a week from tomorrow, my husband and I are um, changing, we are leaving our beloved starter home of 10 years and moving to a new home, so we are not all the way packed. So, so we have some, um, we have our hands full, but um, when Pastor Dave asked me to say a few words and he said, well, why are you volunteering? Like, I struggled to find an answer to that because what, right now is not really a great time for me. Um, but the, the only answer I could really come up with was why not? And um, in the, the hardest times of my life, when I find like I don't have enough time, I always feel like God has always found or carved out some extra time that I didn't know was there, whether that was a few extra minutes, hours, or days. or um, So I'm leaning on him to make sure that um, all of those things that are going on right now get done, and they will because um, it's not faltered me before. So. It's just a taste. And the more people that I've talked to individually who have engaged have gotten in the game, the more stories like this that impact me continue to come out. And that's what we're inviting you to today. You know, Paul will put it this way. He writes this to a, an early church. We proclaim Jesus admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. And he says, to this end I labor. This is the reason I do it. Struggling with all his energy. All God's energy. How much energy does God actually have? 
struggling with all his energy, be it with a children's ministry worker or student ministry workers or a mom slash teacher slash about to move human being who goes, are you kidding me? Which they discover in some strange, bizarre, unidentifiable way so powerfully works in me. We want you to experience that because what I've found is that when we serve others like Jesus did, God not only makes an impact through us, God makes an impact in us. There's something Jesus once said, and I never really believed it, but the longer I I, I kind of kick it around, the more I find it to unfortunately be true. He says this, it is more blessed to give than receive. Yeah, you know what? No, it's not. Give, give. Give to me, right? But the more that I have found myself serving the way that God has called me to serve, the more I have found it has been a bigger impact in me, influential on me, a blessing to me, despite the struggles, the hardships, the schedules, the time. When we wrap up here today, ministry leaders are going to be out at those tables. I want to encourage you today. Experience this if you're not already. Talk to them. They don't bite. Except for that one weird one over there. But um, There's no blood oaths here. So many people I know that have been in churches, have been afraid to step forward and volunteer, thinking that if somehow they express any moment of weakness that they might possibly be interested, they are roped in for life. There's none of that here. We want God to impact you. Try something for a day. When you came in this morning, you were probably handed a sheet. It says on it, 33 ways to serve. I want to encourage you right now, take it out. Take it out right now. And just glance it through. And physically mark or circle one or two or maybe three things that stand out to you. And when we're done here today, go find them out there. Go find them, talk to them, tell them, what is this about? And let them share with you personally how you might be able to experiment with that part of God's game. Maybe you're new here today. Maybe you're not a member. Maybe you're like, do I even belong here? I want to tell you, this is not some members-only club. Experiencing what God wants to do in you and through you is something we want for all people, and we don't give a rip if you're a member here or not. Maybe you're here today and go, I don't even know if I'm a Christian. That's cool. God will still work in you and through you. And we want you to experience that today. As much as those who call on his name the most. Maybe you're here today struggling with the same kind of things that Jenny was struggling with. Going, how? Find something in here that might be suited to you. That lets you taste it once a month. 
or in some way that's suitable and dare to trust God. That if God is the Lord of your life, then he is also the Lord of your time. And in strange, bizarre ways, he can make time work to your advantage despite what seems to be on paper. I've seen this happen firsthand. And maybe you're here today saying, you know, I've done my time. I've been in the game. It's time for someone else to do it. I want to encourage you, God is not done with you yet as long as you draw breath. God is not done with what he wants to do in you and through you. Until your dying day, don't put yourself on a shelf in his plan. Whoever you are, you're special to God. And you bring not only to this body, but to this world something unique. Something that God can do in a certain and special way. There's no one but you. What this is about today is encouraging you to open your heart. To take a leap of faith and experience it for yourself. So I want to invite you guys to rise. Band is going to come forward. And we're going to commune today. As we do, there is a, is a practice that we engage in here at Fellowship of Faith called confession. And it's our way of acknowledging that we know we're not right with God. We know we resist him and that we rebel and we defy. But that we want to be right with him. It's our way of being honest with ourselves and honest with God and saying, Lord, what's ever come between us, let's make it right again. Those early followers of Jesus called his followers to do this practice before they would come together and share his meal. So I invite you to that today. Let's just take a few moments. I invite you to come to God in your own way, in your own heart. And give him whatever you need to this morning. And if you'd pray with me. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole hearts. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. But for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Bible says this. God is faithful, and God is just, and he forgives us our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Embrace that today. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. He broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. 
took a cup after supper. He gave thanks. He gave it to them. And he said, drink of this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant. It's shed for you for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Come, do this. Take this in remembrance of me. Welcome. Welcome to this, to the table of the Lord. You can have a seat.